We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It means that ultimately you run stuff based on what you have, not just what you want at any minute. I just want to run yeah. this so I can run this. It's like, I want to run an MP7, but I don't have any more. All right. Like I so I'll run this and hope I find an MP7 today. And so somebody earlier in the chat was like, uh, well, then people will just rat run to spots that spawn guns. And I'm like, how is that worse than being able to buy any gun you want at any moment without having to play the game? How is that worse? How is it worse going into raid with a lower tier kit because you don't have high tier kits and going to try and find kits? That's called replayability! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. So dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music content creation and video games i forgot what else we talked about on the podcast i'm one of your co-hosts jesse kazam and i have sour uh, patch kid flavored mountain dew my name is Eritas, <laughs> and i'm jealous and not only that but my my beard game is so weak that so <laughs> i doubt i'm a good person that oh. is unreal I was scrolling for for context, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I was yeah, scrolling through. I was ten trying seconds to find, ago. <laughs> I was trying to find a comment from somebody who had done some translation from what Nikita had said to follow up on what we talked about last week with <laughs> the flea market. Um, and I was just scrolling, scrolling. I see the I see a comment about my fucking oh, too funny <clears throat> about your beard and its correlation to how good or bad of a person you are. We were trying to. We, we were trying to figure out the over-under on whether it was like a meme. Like if he yeah. had like a winky face, it would have been clever and ironic. Yeah. Without a winky face, it's sad. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's not sad. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. I feel like looking at a weird exotic animal in a zoo I've never seen before. I'm like, whoa, this is, I've never seen, how did that come to exist? It's a zebra, but. But it's got a tentacle. Yeah. I think it may and, have found and wings. It. Anyway, the uh, the conversation we had had last week was about um, uh, it's, it's summary translated bullet points from a podcast yeah. that Nikita <laughs> had done about the flea market. And one of the things was that that was like mentioned and or paraphrased in a. I think more a nice guy's summary video was the idea that maybe. 
the flea market would be removed. Um, because it was just ambiguous language where he was talking about the flea market, then changed kind of the subject a little bit over to yeah. a few other things, and then at the end said, "This is a feature that we might remove entirely." We, yeah, we still think of the fate of the flea market was how it was translated, uh, yeah, and we were like, of, <laughs> mm-hmm. "What?" Yeah, that, that's what it was. Um, so I think I found the comment. If you want me to read it, um, yeah. Although because it's written, I mean, you have to say it in an Akita accent. I can't do Russian or make me or or paste it into the I, chat or I something. I used to and be me. able to. Hold on. Is this it? <clears throat> Anyways, but yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. So what Nikita had said when I reached out to him was I I, I sent him a screenshot of the bullet point list. From like the forum. Post oh yeah, and yeah. And Nikita had said, and I asked him if, when he said removing it entirely, did you mean the flea market or did you mean flea market, flea market reputation? Um. And the we got a comment on the video, uh, where a guy who said he was a Russian. Thank you. I'm not going to be able to pronounce your name because. Yeah. It's Cyrillic. Um, he said, let me try to transcribe what Nikita said about the flea market. And so he's transcribing the original audio. What we were originally reading was transcribed from the audio. So he's actually went back and he isn't interpreting that transcription. This guy listens to what Nikita said and trans- and translated it. Just for yeah. And for all we know, what that what we read was a transcription. What was a translation of a transcription yes. of a summarization of what Nikita yes. said. So he says, um, "The I wait, okay." So now, now I'm not even going to do the Nikita accent because <laughs> I just read the first thing and it reminded me why I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, he says. I even thought to remove... Oh, wait. Flea market rep. Dude, I'm... My brain. What is going on? Are you okay? Are you okay? What's happening? I don't know. So, okay, wait. (laughs) Flea market reputation completely. I read that multiple times as remove flea market completely, not flea market reputation. Oh, no, yeah. Um, But then, but later... He said, flea market is a pain. If I would develop EFT from the scratch, which yeah. is a Nikita thing. From the scratch. From the, from the scratch. I wouldn't, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to try it. I wouldn't create the flea market at all. Um, once you get to the flea market, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot easier. You can buy all the stuff. Well, you can buy all needed items and that sucks. I don't like it. Maybe we will do something on release. Maybe we will remove flea market completely. We will see DLC flea market for 9,999 rubles, huh? Let me now think if everyone will think it's a joke or not. So he was, yeah. That to me is it, a totally different context. Where clearly he's making a joke about the flea market being DLC, yeah, but now yeah. that means to me that he was talking about the flea market. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The translation makes it clearer and more complicated. It clarifies that like he really was talking about the the rep, but then it also proves he has and does consider <laughs> what Tarkov would be like without the flea market. Yeah, like maybe we'll remove it completely. Maybe we'll do something on release, he said, right? Yeah. So like to me, that is 
the idea that clearly it's problematic. And I, I think, at least to me, he's not ruling out. Like, it's it's not. Yeah. The, the flea market removed from the game is no longer something, personally, that I will say it's not going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, now I'll go from... I'll either argue for it or argue against it or or have the discussion one way or the other. But before I thought that the you know the discussion wasn't even worth having because he had said yeah. I don't know how many times that they aren't going yeah to do it, and I was sick of trying to yeah on either side of that. And then so, so for a little bit of context, he talks about like because the big thing, the big question for me, the big question for me here we are two three years later into the flea market is. What do you, Nikita, not Veritas, want the economy of Tarkov to be like? And do the things we have in the game serve that dream? And it's been when we were leading up to the flea market, he used to talk about the flea market the way he talks about the armor hitboxes. It was a feature he was really excited about. Like they they talked like, man, we're like super excited to announce the flea market. And so obviously it's, you know, become this whole thing. But so now we're years into that. All these changes have made. We talked about that last week. So, but, but what do you even want? So he kind of touches on that uh, per this translation after Nikita made that joke about removing the flea market and making you pay for the DLC. He says, if we had an economy, which I'm dreaming of implementing one day, the economy where you don't have tons of items spawning everywhere and don't have unlimited trader supply, then flea market would be good because then there would be a small amount of items on sale on the flea market and they would be super expensive. But then there are players who have a lot of money. They cheese gameplay and earn billions pretty easily, making everything complicated. That's a super interesting paragraph because it tells me a little bit about what he wants the flea market to be. And it tells me he doesn't understand why it's not that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like he wants there to be not that many items. Like based on that, I can see Nikita's dream being like, are there any wires on the flea market? No. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, oh yes, for 300,000 rubles. Like, I can see him like that. That's kind of what he was saying. Stuff's rare. It, it, it's it's hard. You might spend a bunch of money to invest in like a random thing because you can't find it and you can find it on the flea market. And so I get that. That's cool. And in his, previously he talked about, you know, lowering how many um, how many items you can put on the flea market and stuff like that, which makes sense. But then on the flip side, when he says that, you know, when he says but then there are players that have a lot of money and they cheese gameplay and earn billions pretty easily, making everything complicated. It's like you said earlier, I wish we had an economy where items weren't spawning everywhere and you didn't have unlimited trader supply. It's like then people do that. People wouldn't have billions of rubles if items didn't spawn everywhere and we didn't have unlimited trader supply. The fact that I can get all the best attachments and most of the best guns from the trader on reset as um, in perpetuity and the fact that even after Lighthouse being nerfed four times, I can go into Lighthouse as a scav and basically 20 to 25% of the time walk out of there with one to two million rubles worth of stuff. I have a I have a ridiculously low flea market rep for how high of a level I am. I'm level 55. I have almost a thousand raids and I just broke 10 flea market rep. And in order to get your third flea market spot, you need 30 flea market rep. Airwing Marine just got his fourth flea market slot, which you need 70 rep for. Okay, so I have 42 million rubles and I barely sell items on the flea market. I vendor them. The gold skull rings, the bitcoins, all that stuff that I find on Lighthouse on my scav runs when I make two, three million rubles in a scav run, I vendor that stuff. 
So that's an interesting paragraph where he was like, I wish items didn't spawn everywhere and you would have all this unlimited access to the flea, but we can't do that because all these people have billions of rubles and they mess up the flea market. And I'm like, that, I, I do understand they can do things to make the flea market more restrictive, like lower the amount of things you can list and stuff like that. But that's not the whole story. People don't create things and then sell them on the flea market. Although I guess you kind of do with crafting in the hideout. People go get things and sell them on the flea market. So I'm just, I'm very interested at that response to that question. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, ultimately I think a lot of, a lot of Nikita's like lack of understanding or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and a lot of people too, when they talk about anything related to like, supply and demand yeah. of items um is the idea that for any given like loot spot there's a one percent chance you know that this that x will spawn yeah for any individual player that means you're gonna have to look there right like a hundred yeah. times um you know on average but what that means is is that if there's fucking 20 of those spots on every map and 8,000 raids going on at any given 10-minute period, and PMC's grabbing them and bringing them out and putting them on the flea market. Yeah. This thing that might be super rare for you to find is now an infinite supply. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, for sure. So just the, the economy of scale. So many people playing, so many people extracting with the item. That means the item isn't rare. Yeah. Um, and just, so just the idea of like it, it seems like at times and I can, for some reason I can't think of or articulate any of the specific cases, but it, it just seems like there's some sort of not quite understanding of the the difference between the spawn rate of an item versus how common that item is going to be on the flea market on the flea market when you when you yeah. put it in raids and make <laughs> it craftable and make it so that people will put it up on the flea market right like yeah and the letics I mean, the letics is a great example of that because the letics is a super rare super expensive item but then it flooded the flea market and you could get letics for 500k so then they made it even rarer so then less it, and making it rarer didn't make less on the flea market and made them more expensive on the flea market. So now they're so prohibitively expensive on the flea market and so rare in the game, but you need one for a quest. So what was the response to that? Now they're craftable. Therefore, increasing the amount on the flea market because when you craft things, and that's like a perfect example of the logic of the like truly not understanding exactly what you said, the, the economics of something's rare, but that doesn't mean that it won't be on the flea market. And that spiraled into just this weird spot where Ledexes are super rare, but they're craftable, but they're still all over the flea market. It all it all comes back and then to we're here. Uh, it all comes it all comes back. You know what the beginning, the fucking patient zero? What? Patient zero of, of all of this is? The fact that Nikita got butt hurt. That a bunch of people in China used to spawn in and instantly run to factory exfil so that they could yeah. boost their survival rate stats. Yeah, patient zero. Because of that, is, uh, he added the run, run through. through, and then eventually they added. Um, found and raid. Later, they added the found and raid as like nineteen thousand fucking band aids on top of the whole quest and flea market 
combination. Yeah. Then they had to attach the found and raid band-aid. Now the found and raid band-aid was wrapped in a saran wrap and bubble gum and bailing wire uh, makeshift splint of the fucking run through system. It's just yeah. all intertwined. All comes down to just bad yeah. design. Now, with the understanding of everything is connected and everything spider webs out, like we've said before, spaghetti codes, spaghetti features, band-aids on band-aids on band-aids on band-aids. Uh, understanding that, hearing Nikita talk about that, where he was like, where in, in that thing, he said, um, you know, I, I wish that people, it, it would be a choice. Like it would be a big decision what you put on the flea market. Um, the market flea, you're going to say, because when you sell an extra item on the flea, it's not right. You need to think and choose what to sell. Most valuable, most expensive stuff. What, what market really needs at this moment. So he wants it to be more of a choice. Once again, this is like a really quick thought experiment, but like, Let's, but you can't. You just can't have that. I understand. When no, no, I'm saying, but like the, oh. just the fact that if there's a demand, he, he's talking about. He wants like the whole point of the yeah. two items at a time is if you think about it, the the problem he's trying to solve is that he doesn't want you to be able to sell a million things yeah. at any one given time. Yeah, but he doesn't put two and two together that if. If there's a demand for something and you put it up on the flea market, it will sell instantly. Yeah. Which means your slot instantly gets freeze back up, freeze up and you can put. So literally by the time you put an item up, go back to your inventory, scroll until you find the next thing you want. The other thing is sold. So now, you can sell an infinite number of things all the time. But that's what I'm saying. Chat is going to hate this idea. So just you and me for a second. I'm not saying this is a good idea, but to serve what Nikita wants, wouldn't it make more sense to limit the amount of items the amount of times you can place a sell order on the flea market in a 24-hour period. What if you could only do that twice? Yeah, something like that. There's 9 million ways. Give me three sale vouchers yeah. that I can redeem, you know, like whatever. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Something like that. It would limit transactions. It would mean that, you know, maybe you find something and you need money real quick and you sell. It would mean you would sell things that people... Uh, would want, but then you may might not have found a uh, a Letex that day in your Tarkov play. So it might like the meta might then be play your whole Tarkov session, then at the end, based on what you found, you sell these two things. At you know, I'm signing off for the day. Boom, boom. I list these things. It would kind of introduce like the the playing the market a little bit again. These are high. Everyone's on this quest right now, and I found this, and th so these are trending higher than the flea market because or higher than Letexes because they're so low in quantity. Now, I understand that, like, and this is kind of a big overarching factor that a lot of people that are playing the game right now want the game to get easier. And Nikita's like, it's going to get harder. It's going to get harder. So I'm not saying that that's a good or a bad idea. I'm saying, I'm saying, so it's like what we want is Nikita making the game he wants because that's when m the most things are, are going to be at their best. If Nikita's making a game he's not excited about, it probably won't be developed well. And if, you know what I mean? So based on what, not what I think, but based on what Nikita says he thinks would be good for the market, I, I, wouldn't that be better than limiting uh, amount of things you can sell at one time for exactly your point? I, it hasn't affected me at all that I have two slots versus three because I always sell one ruble below and I can always sell it right before I put the next thing back up. So it just never it's, goes away. Yeah. But if I can only sell three things in a day... It's only when I get like 82 wires and I don't need them anymore and I put them all up 
that it takes some time for 82, you know, yeah, 80, yeah, yeah, yeah. 79, 75. And then usually the thing is, is that usually then those high quality, uh, sorry, high quantity items. Um, yeah. I looked into this when I looked into the whole flea market botting thing um, that everybody still thinks was a thing. And I feel like I was the only person yeah. screaming that everybody was wrong uh, about that shit. But, um, but, The high, the large bulk sales, um, if they're large enough, kind of end up being sort of like the price floor. Because what happens is everybody's always selling one ruble less. Yeah. Um, so the prices will can kind of go all over the yeah. place. They normally stop at the bulk order and then they fill stop back at the bulk up. order. Yeah. So if you put yours up for sale for, for 50,000 rubles, somebody's going to go through and do 45 then instantly there's also going to be people posting for um your 449 44999944998 and all these are going to keep selling and then eventually someone might come in and sell 10 for 40,000 then all of a sudden it's going to be 3999 yeah really no. quickly yeah 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 so it's 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 this weird pseudo snapshot of like some sort of free market without really being a, a free market because of the the costs associated with posting things yeah. and um yeah i mean i i wish i something that came to mind was uh imagine if they had a flat if if there was a flat fee now i, I came to this conclusion that but it was bad but i want to say it anyway because yeah. sometimes talking through bad ideas sure. you can learn things 100%. um originally i i was thinking what if it was always 150,000 rubles as a fee to sell something on the flea? Oh. Theoretically speaking, it would be like, well, now it's not worth selling bolts because yeah. nobody's going to pay, you know, because they're not worth it. The problem yeah. is, is that because of inflation and the fact that money is has all has value and these things, people value their convenience and their time rather than trying and failing to not yeah. be able to get a thing, they would they would pay hundred and you all you would be doing is tacking 150,000 rubles onto the price of every item and they would still sell on the yeah, flea market yeah. exactly like they are now um but yeah that's because everything has value and yeah the like unstated value is how much of my life am i going to yes. not be able to, am i not going to be able yes. to enjoy with my friends and family uh that i'm gonna have to spend trying to uh, get this in tarkov any other way yeah yeah yeah, I don't know, man. I think, uh, yeah, I think like, I I think uh, there's an argument to be made that if you start there, if you say, hey, you can only put three things on the flea market in a 24-hour period, then we go back and we um, redo what's all purchasable from the traders, and then we go back and we change the loot economy of things in raid, and we make more things findable in raid, less things sellable from the traders, and then it kind of forces us into this, like the flea market. The more things you, the more things you shove as a potential spawn in raid, the less common any one of those things is, right? Because like you might have like like in a in a weapon box, in a black weapon box, maybe there's a ten percent chance to for a scope to spawn in or an optic of any kind. If only fourteen optics are in the loot pool, well then you have a ten percent chance of finding one of those fourteen optics. But if mm -hmm. all 
200 optics are in the game, well, then you only have a 10% chance. You still have the same percent chance to find an optic, but less percent chance that you'd find a voodoo, which is the optic you want. So if we put more things in raid, then each of those things kind of pseudos become rarer. And then we would use more things. We would use more optics. We'd use more of the off optics and stuff like that. Maybe you don't, you find a voodoo and you want shoes to put that on the flea market for 150,000 rubles because you're like, I know they're rare. And so I feel like that at least is a start to, to something more similar to what Nikita was talking about, where put what you put up matters. Uh, that means it drives the price of something up and you might want to buy those things less frequently. And then if there are more things to find in raid and you don't have the money to buy the exact thing you want because of how expensive it is, you're more inclined to use the alternates because a lot of times the alternates are either not available or just as expensive. And then you're in this like, why not run a voodoo? You know, why not run a whatever? But if you had found a bunch of optics and you were looking for a Vita, but you got some TAC 30s or you got some Elkans and the Voodoos are 200,000 rubles in the flea market, well, now you might use those things a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the, what, what goes through my mind during these conversations um, is the nostalgic memory I have of first getting into Tarkov being brand new watching smoke play and I remember it taking him like two weeks to find the alkaline yeah. he needed for the quest this was like four years ago five for years sure, yeah. ago or something um, and him just having to repeatedly go to shoreline I think because there was there was like one or two places that it would spawn yeah so um, and having him just repeatedly go there to try to find it because it was the thing he needed for the quest and uh and how that coupled with the fact that he also used to go in with he would have like a vepper and he would take the stock off yeah and he the dust cover in the, the dust cover and he would take the uh the handguard off and put one of the handguards with like rails on it but nothing on the rails and he would go through and he would loot for sure he would loot all the weapon boxes and there was First of all, there was like three maps at the time and none of the maps had expansions and, yeah. you know, there was just much less, you know, he would go through, loot everything in the map and he would come away with a couple of magazines. He'd have a, a hand grip, like a, a yep. foregrip, a stock and like a flashlight on his gun. He'd build the gun in raid, mod yep. it in raid, and he would be looking for the alkali and it would just... There was no reason to pick up like there was lighters and cigarettes and stuff in the game then, but they weren't used for anything. Yeah. So there was never any reason to pick it up. It was mostly just placeholder shit, um, you know, lore kind of stuff. But now, you know, you can just pick up everything all over the place in random spots. Yeah. See, when I mentioned the alkali, like I feel like <sighs> there's a couple different things. One, I think being a little bit more intentional about where stuff spawns and making it maybe be obvious and or I don't know if, if they could communicate it in the game or if this would just be something that they'd yeah. have to, you know, crowdsource, put in the wiki, data, mine, whatever the fuck. But, yeah. like, if you knew that these two places, this one place on Shoreline and this one place on Reserve is the only place that Alkali will spawn. So you'd go there and you'd be doing runs to try to, it was yeah. like, you know how you do, you'd go try to find red key card. In this case, you'd know where to go. You'd have a reason to go there. Yeah. Um, because everybody's always going to be looking for like this particular item. So you'd have a shopping list of I need these four things. They spawn in these locations. Yeah. 
um, then you have a reason to go anywhere and you could be intentional about it. You'd be rewarded for having a little bit of knowledge. Maybe they could put lore all over the place where it was like you pick up a fucking flyer that you can read in game yeah. you know, or whatever that is basically like come to Ollie. We're having a sale on Tashanka yeah. and and uh you know croutons. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, I'm on that, I'm on that quest. Yeah. Where I need to get those things. Holy shit. And you'd know where to go. It wouldn't just be in every random box in every random container. And then couple yeah. that with the idea of quest items. I still think the game would just be infinitely better if if none of the quest items were items. I know exactly where you're If they were all just yeah. like gold pocket watches. Like why why do they need to link? The only reason why found in raid needed to be added to the game was because the flea market made it so that you could trade quest items. Yeah, you could buy your Salus for your quest, then your Morphine's for your quest, then your uh, 3M armor for your quest, then your flash drives for your quest, and you were at endgame quests 30 minutes into the wipe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the first wipe, I think it was level 5 access to the flea market. It wasn't 15, it wasn't 20, it was like 5 that first wipe it happened. It was crazy. Well, no, there was no... There was no yeah, maybe, you actually, I think you're right. It was just like you could spawn in and start. So, yeah... Yeah, how that's else do you think Pest got level 40 in a day or whatever? That's the like, thing, though, is that, like, the yeah, the game does a decent job of that, what you're talking about, except for the fact that you can still kind of find everything in any container and the fact that the flea market exists. But, like, there's a lot of areas like that. Like, you know what I mean? And it's actually cool to, because Twitch chat, kind of the hive mind of it, it really knows. If somebody comes into my chat and it goes, where's the best place to find fuel conditioners? People will be oh, like, that's the one thing I will trust Twitch chat on is when they tell me where to because they're all fucking loot goblins. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like <laughs> a lot of times people won't say because especially if they need a founded raid, they won't be like just loot duffel bags. People will be like, oh, there's a bunch of technical supply plate, supply crates in the underground bunker of reserve. You know, there's these there's oh, you need that. Go to woods. The, the forward operating base dude has all that kind of stuff. There is a lot of that in the game. But you can get lucky with anything from a duffel bag, which kind of breaks that immersion a little bit because you can just like, oh, let me suit this random duffel bag. And then the flea market exists. So if you don't need it found in red, you can just buy it off the flea market. But yeah, there are the student desks have Tashanka on them. You yeah, know, like, yeah, exactly. The shoreline, the first floor of shoreline, the whole sanatorium. That's all where the medical stuff is. There's there's so many. That's of the, where the only place you could get Salu is back in the day. Yeah. Is you had to go to West Wing first floor. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many, uh, the, the orange medical crates there. Crack House is a little medical thing. That whole stuff, medical stuff, there's medical stuff everywhere. The game does a really good job of that, of actually, like, placing the loot where it's supposed to go. But in addition to that, it has a few containers. Duffel bags is a great example. That are everywhere. That can spawn anything. And then that plus the flea market means you don't really have to do that if you don't want to. So if they maybe tweak the duffel bag loot where, like, duffel bags are everywhere, but it's a, a smaller loot pooled, um, and then maybe did some of these ideas with the flea market, then it would really kind of give off that vibe again. Um, obviously, ammo and weapons. Ammo, weapons, and weapon attachments are where I, I see the most need is. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, what weapons can you find in raid? You know what I mean? Like Ketters, a stock M4, a stock MP5, and a stock AK. That's kind of it. What kind of attachments can you find in raid? Unless you get really lucky out of a stash, it's really kind of the same stuff over and over again. I'd like there to be like that type of thing, but with weapons. We've talked in the past a million times about like if you open the weapon testing locker room in labs, there should be too many weapons for you to take. 
You should pick the your favorite ones since you can't sell them on the flea market anyway. <laughs> if there were three RSASs and two SR25s and that in there, you can't sell any of those guns on the flea market. You'd kind of pick which ones you'd want. It's a literal weapon testing room, you know, and there's that yeah, all you over. Runs where you'd go buy guns, like like JLK videos. A hundred percent, dude. Yes. It'd yeah, we're so going on sick. a gun run. We're going on a fuel run. We're going like every other RPG, MMO, whatever. You're like, I need to go farm dust, or let me go to. I need runes. Let me go. Yes. Do forge runs or whatever the fuck. Oh, right? and like, then and then if you removed, if if like you said, all the quest items were just like the golden zibo, right, or the or the thing in the. A forklift, the golden pocket watch. If all the quest items like that, you could then retroactively go back and use keys as a way to push people around the maps as well. I've made a video about this before. If all keys, not all, if most keys in the game were either one or three times use, then you wouldn't be you wouldn't be power running one place over and over again. As you're playing the game, you're finding all these keys, and you're you you'd then go, oh, I'm out of guns and I'm out of meds. I have four shoreline keys. I can do three or four really solid shoreline runs, and then on your shoreline runs, you find two reserve keys, and then you get a wow. And and making the keys more limited, but then buffing their spawns doesn't mess with your quests because if mm -hmm. the quest items were were unrelated, and now. The game is telling you where to go when you need things. You're finding things in raid that then push you to other maps because you might go find valuable loot there. And it's like, this is where, at least in my brain, it starts to become the Tarkov that we thought it would be all those years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, imagine there was all these different places where endless sources of things that didn't change the gameplay at all but they changed quality of life, i.e. Yeah. bolts and nuts, right? Like, those items do not translate into combat Correct. differences, yeah. but they translate into millions of rubles, which translates into more guns, right? Yes. But if if you basically make it so that the flea market... um, Well, so first make it so that uh, most of the quest items, maybe they're like weapon builds, those types of things are, you know, but a, a lot of quests don't necessarily have to be items. But yeah, if if... If they're all pocket watches and Zibo, the you know the the fake non-item items, well then you don't have to worry about RMT through quests. You don't have to yeah. worry about buying your way through quests to the flea market. <laughs> yep. Um. Then you can make it so that they spawn every time, so there's less RNG, so that the people who are casual and only get to play for one or two raids a week or whatever the fuck don't have to roll the dice. Yep. They actually have a, if they're the greatest player in the world and they have time for one raid, they should be able to succeed at the quest they're doing. Yep. Um, it's not just a randomized fest. And then also, imagine capturing outposts. When capturing outposts, you could say, uh, when there's another quest that is, go pick up my golden switchblade. It's at the pier uh -huh. in my in my office in the top desk. That's where that's where I left it because yeah. that's where I worked. Oh well, now PMCs are going to go to the fucking pier. So now you don't have to wait three and a hundred years yep. to try to do that. So there's there's <clears throat> intelligent, thoughtful design around the quests. Yeah, can they literally can make other bad quests better? Like yeah. they synergize with each other, and make people go to a place and then have another quest that says kill people that have that are that going place. to a place. Yeah, and that's actually a really good point as well about like the. Uh, I feel like a fundamental misunderstanding of like we've heard BSG say many times they want to slow down progression and and they <clears throat> tie that to um, how stupid the quests can be. 
Because the stupider they are, the harder they are to complete, and that slows down progression. But that's actually not fair, like you said, to the people that only have a few raids to play. If the quests were more locked in like that, where it's like, if it's go find three morphines for this quest, then they're golden morphines and they're always here and you can go accomplish that task. But then if the rest of the game actually tells us to go around and do these other things, the game is more replayable. And if there just isn't instant access to everything all the time, well, then people aren't climbing their way to billions of rubles all the time. So it's like you can kind of have both of that where like the quests are doable and not like this like disgusting RNG fest, but also people aren't flying through and just like making a billion rubles at the same time. I feel like they've linked those things unfairly. People have millions of, like, level is largely irrelevant outside of, like, what you get from the traders. You know what I mean? So, like, and with the flea market, it means you can get a lot of that stuff. So, it's, like, it's not fair to say the best way to slow down progression is to make all the quests stupid. When at level one, on day one of the wipe, I can scav into Lighthouse and make two million rubles. Like, yeah. The first thing, if you get lucky, the first thing you do in the entire wipe, if you spawn with an M700 and attack 30 on your scav, ignore your PMC, go lighthouse, and if you get lucky, and not even that lucky, you can walk out of there with two million, with with easily a million worth of, of vendorable stuff. Yep. Money. That had nothing to do with how arbitrary capturing outposts was. That has nothing to do with them nerfing the spawn of, let's say, fuel conditioners to make the fuel conditioner quest harder. Th this idea that, like, we want to slow down progression and and that has nothing to do with changing, like, the loot and how much, like, you know what I mean? That, they, they put a lot of that on the quests and just making them harder and more of a drudge and a grind. It's like you're hurting the people who are newer to the game, who really struggle with these quests, and the people that know how to farm the rogues and farm Lighthouse aren't that affected because by level 15, they've got five or six million rubles and all the gear they can imagine off. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Dude, think about think about the difference in perspective. The difference in, I, I don't know, like, the difference between these two things. We want to make, we are going to make, um, the quest that need that you, where you get alkali, we are going to make that harder by making it spawn less in the world, and requiring that you need twice as many. Yeah, and requiring that it's found in raid. Versus, we are going to make the quest harder by making putting more well designed, challenging AI around the area yeah. and incentivizing players to go there for other reasons yes think about con just conceptually how yeah those are completely two different worldviews yeah and and the second one is the it's the kind of worldview i've been fucking crying about for years that i wish they had but they always go the other way and they say oh, okay we're gonna make it yeah. so that you need seven at nighttime while your pmc's not wearing anything on a monday and it needs to be one found in raid, one yeah. needs to be crafted while your leg's broken. Yeah. Just kidding, you need one more now because people said it was too easy. <sighs> oh, now everybody's complaining? Okay, yeah. well then you can I guess you can do it between the times of noon and four PM. Yeah. Instead of it just feels at 2 like, PM. yeah, it feels like different departments that don't talk to each other. 
like the hideout department and the quest department are different. And so like the quest department makes something where like this quest is too easy and they keep they make it harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. And then the outcry of the fact that fuel conditioners just don't spawn anywhere finally bubbles its way to the hideout department. And they go, oh, we can fix that. We can make a craft for it. It's like they're not even talking to each other because then it just completely circumnavigates. They did that with gas analyzers. Uh, I don't know that it's I, to me that these aren't decisions that like inter teams should make it's Nikita. Oh yeah. No, but I'm saying it, it feels like it presents better, itself yeah. to us in like these ways where these guys aren't talking to each other. Cause they did that with gas analyzers. Gas <clears throat> analyzers didn't used to be that hard to find, but they were kind of hard to find. And then they made them so ridiculously stupidly hard to find. Oh, they, no, they used to be hard before your time. Well, they were always, they, yeah, they were hard to find. They were always hard to find. There was no flea market. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. They were always hard to find. And then they were easy because you could buy them off the flea market. And then you, they made found and raid and they were hard to find. And then there was that wipe where they made them like impossible to find. It was like level 28 before I completed that quest. And then six months in, or three months into that wipe, they made a craft for them. Yep. And it was like, and there's still a craft for gas analyzers to this day. And so it's like, now they're not hard to find. They're expensive. But those are different things. And expensive you know what I mean? is like, largely irrelevant for most people who, yeah, because because it's really easy to play the game in a way that Nikita doesn't want people to play the yeah. game to make infinite money. Yeah. So again, it's like he's incentivizing people to do the things that he w is trying to, in other places, incentivize them away from doing by yeah. uh, incentivizing people away from doing other things by incentivize like yeah. it's just it's it's chasing bad exactly. And so that's what I'm saying is that like, the, that, and that, and that kind of pulls us full circle. It's like, yes, the flea market is obviously a big part of the wealth that is distributed in this game, but it's not the only part. And I, and I, and I feel like I want to hear them say that, you know what I mean? Because he says he wants it to be hard. He says he hates people being rich. He says that he wants, you know, not to be so much wealth moved around, but it's like, you know, it would be a great, a great account to prove a point would be just like the, just not hardcore, just no flea market. How much money could Gingy make or Bay make or Sheaf make with all the same rules and no flea market? If when, when freaking Bay's got 48 million rubles by the time he's level 45, that should prove a point that yes, of course the flea market is a part of the problem, but it's like, it's not the only part of the problem. Like if you want people to be poorer, stop spawning 10 million rubles worth of loot every lighthouse raid well but but wait a minute let's not forget here why is having a lot of money a problem oh i because then we can buy anything we want or most of the things we want well but who cares the things that are on the traders let them buy as many as they want oh it's because on the flea market you can buy whatever you want that's the only yeah. reason. The only reason why a lot of money is a problem is because you have things to spend it on. Back in the day, the richest player. If you go back to one of my earliest vids, it's called uh, "56 Sets of Ford Armor." Is like the thumbnail yeah. I think, oh, or the yeah. title. I was. Yeah. I, I had the. It was the epitome of, and part of this is why I'm. I play the way I play now, and if you watch me, you watch Deadly Slob, you watch Smoke. Yeah, None yeah. of them have 50 million rubles. Yeah. They're all like me. We've got 1.2 million rubles and everything we need in our stash. Yes. It's because back in the day, there was nothing to. Yeah. Therapist had six items for sale yeah. and that was it. Pratt Poor had three guns for sale and that was it. And there was no flea market. Yeah. So you, there was no point in having lots of money.
Yeah. But when you look at my stash, it was the, you know, Giga Chad, um, yeah. you know, fucking and that, ultimate rat loot hoarder where it's item case. Yeah. And inside of the item case is four four armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was no thick item case. It was item case stacked all the way. And then in the middle, in the in the two wide slot down the middle, because it was item cases on the left and right side, and the stash had one strip down the middle, and it was um fast MT with the mandible. And the ears with a uh, NVGs, not the quad knot. Wait, what, uh, I don't think the quad knots were in the game. No, the quad knots weren't in the in the game. Just the 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 standard yeah, fucking the... three piece PVS or whatever the hell. Yep. And it was just that all the way down. It was just Ford armors and fast MTs and, and 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 Bitcoin and just like I would make patterns with Bitcoin. I would do my I would do logos yeah. and I'd have and like, that is a great point because what's the Giga Chad stash now? It's four thick items cases and literally nothing else in your stash. That's like like the Chad stash is to have four to six thick items cases and nothing. Literally nothing but 100 million rubles. Because but the junk that you're going to control click out of your backpack every raid. Exactly. Exactly. It's the sorting table. Because then you can just buy everything. But once again, though, once again, your point is that it's not just the flea market that's the problem. It's that I can buy any gun. Like right now, all of the best guns in the game are not purchasable on the flea market. A large portion of the attachments and stuff like that are not purchasable. It's that they're all purchasable from the traders. And and like you said, your point that definitely still stands that like back then you couldn't buy anything from the traders. So when you found a dude with a kit at M4, it's you, you knew that he bought all of the best stuff he could buy from the traders, then found a bunch of better stuff, put it on the M4. You killed him and you were like, this is a meta M4. I'm going to take it and I'm going to save it because I can't do that right now. The the meta is just to like strip off the one or two attachments that are hard to find and then vendor the rest, even if it's a meta M4, because, you know, you can get 10 versions of that, you know, every time. So it's it's exactly that. It's like it's it's even still not just the flea market being a problem. It's that like you can buy so much from the traders and it's just yes, yeah, weird. It's interesting. I never thought about that, that the Chad stash before was as full of a stash as possible. And the Chad stash three now tiny stacks of money yeah, is as empty of a stash as possible and as much money as possible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, although this is maybe honestly, but just because I haven't been playing a bunch very recently and then also haven't been watching a lot of Tarkov content um, to see like what Giga Chad stashes look like. It wasn't long ago where the Giga Chad stash was thick item case full of broken down one height. Yeah. Meta HK 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 with the grip right next to it, just weapon case or the ammo cases full of stacks of nine nine five, to where you had infinite. Yeah. Even though even though things were limited. Yeah. But because of the flea market and the fact that you could you know sell whatever, then it was infinite, right? You could only buy one at a time from the traders. Yet somehow all everybody always had an infinite number of everything that they could ever want. There Dude. was no scarcity. Yeah. And yeah, so Bro, I would I would pay money to get a an, an ETS and early test servers. They say if you're on ETS and wiped your accounts, just play up to level, you know, like twenty or thirty if you want. You can only sell two things on the flea market a day. And we've removed level four traders from all of them. You can only go up to level three. 
like you can't buy the 60 round mags or the 40 round mp7 mags or all those best ammos you can't buy those things they they mess with maybe they mess with the loot maybe they didn't just to prove a point maybe they didn't like i would just i would just love i'm not saying it would be good i'm not saying it would be the good old days i'm saying i'd love to try it i'd love to try where the best stuff in the game the best guns the best attachments aren't purchasable from the traders even and then they they restrict the flea market a little bit as well like i'm not saying it's a perfect idea i'm just saying what would that white be what would that that be i don't know it'd be it would be better than it is today yeah it would be better than it is today someone in chat's saying rmt there's no people people are not going to rmt for items to get their favorite build they're going to yeah. rmt for things they would never ever have a chance to get ever and if things were more common in raid yeah um then it's much more likely yeah you're gonna find like, the, the, the thing yeah yeah exactly the only way that you're ever gonna get an rsas today is if, if you buy it or barter for it from, from a trader or buy it from the flea market the normal average timmy is not gonna make it to 216 yeah. west wing or whatever the fucking room is to the bed spawn the one bed spawn grab the rsas the rare chance it spawns yeah. and make it out with it um yeah, I, I mean, like, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I I agree. You know what I mean? Like, especially since, like, let's say you can't buy SR-25s, Mutants, RD-704s, uh, RSASs, 308 MDRs, all these matters. You can't buy them from the traders anymore, but they spawn in raids. They spawn in caches, and they spawn in these weapon rooms. Like, would you RMT that stuff? Like, would you would you risk your account? Would you risk that? Like, would you, I don't know, like, would, would you RMT an SR-25 when you could buy an RFB? and and probably find an sr25 like the, once again I, I feel like people don't understand what i want it's not people it's, it's are, not you can't get anything it's that you have things but they are limited it's not that i don't i don't ever want people to see sr25s it's i'm okay i'm okay if like i'm okay with what you said back in the day i'm okay if you had 10 sr25s in your stash I just want to know that the only the way you found that SR20 was you found it in a raid or you killed a guy with it and then you took it. You couldn't just buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. So maybe you stack up a bunch because you know you like them. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm not saying I don't want people to have stuff. Would you no, RMT way- as an SR25 if you had found a 308 MDR the other day and you had an RSAS from a guy you killed? It's just No, so think about it. The way it works today is that 95% of the meta guns are in the hands of like 5% of the player base and for sale on the flea market where if and that's because of the way the game is now they could make it so that I'm trying to figure out like the right way to to, to like metaphorize this make it so that any individual person is more likely to come across a good gun in raid and yeah. make it out with that good gun and be able to use it, and the alternative is not even fucking vendor it to the traders. Yeah. Um, like use the thing. Exactly. That that's imagine the thing. imagine if you can't sell the RSAS on the flea, you can't you can't even sell the RSAS to the traders. You you had to use it. Yeah, I'm um, I'm okay with selling it to the traders, but 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 exactly your your point you hit the nail on the head is I don't want people to never find things. It's that right now, when you find the thing, the most efficient thing to do is leave it behind and just take the attachments off of it (laughs) or to just immediately sell it because it's not worth taking up the stash space because you know you can just get one later. So what I want is that you find things, 
but you're incentivized to keep the thing and then yeah. use it. It's okay. Yeah. I still, I would still want to come across people with SR25s and M4s, and and there'd be more build diversity because of this. But right now, it's not even worth the stash space it takes up because you can just buy three of them every hour. And if you're decent at the game, you're probably not going through more than three to five kits an hour. You know what I mean? So it's like that's what I'm saying. Is like people every time I talk about this kind of stuff, they're like they. They assume that that just means nobody will have anything and everybody will have to buy everything off of RMT. And it's no, like, no, so, so the, the, and that's the point I was trying to make that I, I don't know why it, I, it's, just, it's hard to explain what I mean. Yeah. There's my vision for, you know, all of the things combined would be you on any given raid, you'd be much more likely to find like an HK or yeah. an RSAS or whatever, but be there's a world in which people finding really sick, like top tier guns is more common. Yes. But you can't get, you can't get anything you want at any times. It's again, it's, this is, it I'm, seems there I'm there with you. I'm there with you though. Yeah. What I, what I want is for, fuck how do i explain this like this is so frustrating i have something in my head and i can't like yeah i I keep trying to come up with the like not it's not every one out of five pmcs has all the guns it's every everybody has a a part of the guns yeah it's 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 exactly that it's once again if you're incentivized to keep and use something because you can't get it whenever you want then you would like then you would maybe run into more meta guns because people were yeah yeah but that's not my them. point i'm I, what i'm talking about actually has nothing to do with people using them and has nothing to do with selling to traders it's more about it's more about it, taking it off the flea market and then distributing items on the map mm-hmm. and and what that means for any individual person's exposure to those number of items yeah right like right now can you go and buy an rsas on the flea market no most of the best guns you can't, but you can buy them from the trader. So effectively, you can buy them whenever you want. If you're, right. if you're so max you level, just... if you're max level, if you're max level. Yeah. So, I think the world would be a better, a better place if. What, what about HKs? Can you buy those on the flea market? They took the. I say, I, I, it's hard for me to keep track of what yeah. the fuck they do. Um, but you can buy an HK and all the parts you need for a meta HK from the traders. Yeah. So. If if it was like a hundred times more likely that you could get an RSAS in any individual gun spawn today, yeah. but it wasn't on the traders yes. and it wasn't on the flea market, then that means literally anybody at any time could come across this sick gun for free. You get the benefit from it if you're able to survive yeah. and take it out with you. Then you can use it. You can sell it to the traders. Like Do whatever you want. Yeah. But but you have a weird a weird world in which like there's like less guns but they're more common i i again it's hard for me to describe it just to, just think about there's the individual availability for a person yeah. a normal person and then there's the actual supply available to Globally. anybody with unlimited resources yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll i'll at some point maybe i'll come up yeah. with a fucking like metaphor that puts that succinctly but um yeah 
but yeah, I mean, all the things, all the things about quests, the flea market, traders, traders, found and raid, all of those things can and should all change. Take take all of the really good attachments that are. I don't know. Are attachments rare? Are the good attachments rare in raid? In raid, yeah. So then, put them, make them much more common in raid. Two, three ideas. Make all of the the really good attachments much more rare in raid. Make it so that the traders don't have any of the attachments. Yeah. Um, maybe they have a few base guns, and then that's it. Yeah. And then you. No, oh, know. there's so many like there's so many knobs. To, yeah, like, for sure. And, and that's the thing. And that and that's the thing is that yes, there's so many knobs to turn. But I don't think that should dissuade us from having the conversation because that's what like like maybe it's just connecting. But this is exactly what I've been trying to say for like weeks now. Is exactly that is it's you remove the Heitzner guns from the traders, you place them as actually spawnable in raid and some and the attachments. Like I, I had this, I went on this whole tangent a few weeks ago about how I was like freaking take the voodoo's away. I was like I, I love the voodoo. I use the voodoo all the time, but like. It's too stupidly available. If it was only found in raid and you couldn't get off the flea market, then then there's there's a decision to be made. Right now there is no decision to be made. It's it's I want the best the best thing for my level. Right? You know what I mean? So it's an ump <laughs> or and when you get to max traders, it's just a, you can get a mutant, you can get a mutant from the traders, you can get an RD704 from the traders, you can get a 308 MDR from the traders, you can get an SR25 from the traders, you can barter for an RSS with dog tags from the traders, you can get uh, the Thunderbeast suppressor from the traders, you can buy the PWS suppressor from the traders, you can buy the Voodoo and the Vortex optic from the traders. So when I go into a raid, it's not, I'm not thinking about what's the best thing I can build with what I have, going back to what you said about like having that full stash, like what's the best thing I can build with what I have? I'm going in saying, which gun do I want to purchase right now? And then immediately after purchase all the best attachments to make it best in slot. And what's yeah. crazy is that the flea market doesn't play a part in that transaction anymore. What's crazy is that remember I made that whole stink about civilian flea. I'm not saying that they watched my video, but then they did some pseudo civilian flea. A lot of the armors and a lot of the guns you can't buy on the trader anymore. And they're no less common. They're just more expensive. You used to be able to get an RD704 for 70,000 rubles from the flea market. They took it away from the flea market. Now you just get it for 150,000 rubles. But they're no less common in raid from level 40 and above because they can still buy. Like when you think about how many metaguns there are, Mutant, RD704, 308 MDR, SR25, you can buy all of them. Some of them you can buy multiple in a three-hour reset. And if you're good at the game, you're not getting through that many guns on the reset in a three-hour reset. So they're all still infinitely available, even without the flea, even without the flea. And nobody's really talking about that, that like the traders play such a huge part in this. So I, I, yes, there's a million knobs to tune and we wouldn't get it right at first, but I'm all for it is it's like, take those things off the traders, put them then as more common in raid for sure. But yeah. then when I die with my favorite gun, it, I, I feel it. It means something to me. That's part of the thing is like we're, we're all chasing the high. If when you're at the top end, nobody feels that high anymore because it's like you used to die and you'd be like, oh, that was my favorite M4. That was the best one I have. And now you're like, oh, I hate this game. I'm going to go build that exact same gun. Yeah. I mean, um, imagine if there was an infinite supply of Bastion AK top rails and the four, the like tri, tri rail foregrips for the AKs. Yeah. And then now imagine that you have to get your AKs and the ammo. Yeah, in and the and the extended magazines. 
yeah. in raid. Now think about how many. Think about thirty round AK mags. Let's let's just let's just use that as as an example. As a level fourteen, I'm just about to hit fifteen, and then the game is going to completely change. Um, but like, I finding thirty round AK mags is like gold for me right now. Yeah, because one of the guns I can buy um, is like a Vepper, but having a ten round mag versus a thirty round mag, it's it's whether or not I can beat a, a three man. Or not. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It completely changes the game. So, but then, you know, once I get level two prep or whatever, well, now 30 round mags are a dime a dozen. They don't matter anymore, blah, blah, blah. Um, but imagine if if all mechanics sold was a, bu- yep. a bunch of very specific attachments, yep. like, like a rail, a front rail yes. system. Um, with like with with um like the three inch rail or the six inch rail, and then I was like, okay, cool. You want to use foregrips and and lights and lasers and stuff? You you're gonna have yeah. to use what you find. All and the- then think about now the now the number of gun builds you see is not going to be four. Yeah, it's going to be four hundred million nine hundred twenty-seven thousand yes. because it's procedural generation. All the things we don't <laughs> want in we all the things we don't want to be findable in a container gas blocks, two and a half inch rail, three and a half inch rail, four and a half inch rail. Put all that on the trader because you can't do anything with it unless you have the other piece. Put the flashlights and all the good lasers in raid. Put the good attachments you're, in raid. You're Put not gonna see the same gun build raid. twice. Yes, dude, you like, won't. And you know what's crazy? You know what's freaking crazy? Is that what this does is it compresses things. It makes things, if you're a Chad right now, this makes it harder for you to get meta stuff. If you're new to the game, it makes it easier. Yep. Right now, if you're because level... you actually have a chance of getting of it. Of finding it. If you're level nine and this is your first That's what wipe, I meant. and this is your first wipe, there's no way you're getting your hands on a meta SR-25 unless you get lucky with like a grenade throw, right? But you're not buying that thing. If it's your first wipe, you're probably not going to get to level 42. You're probably going to not going to unlock the quest that requires you to be able to purchase the SR-25 off the fleet. I don't know if it's a quest, but a lot of the high tier guns and stuff like that do have quests. So you never see this stuff and you just get stomped by it. So now like... That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of times when the newer people or uh, people that don't have as much time to play here, we want to restrict the amount of things you can get. They tense up because they're like, I can already not get the thing. But that's why it's like, think about it differently. If we remove the unlimited access from the traders, but then place these items way more common in raid, that means the level 50 will be able to run an RD704 orders of magnitude less than they do right now. But it means you'll find more RD704s in raid. And then you might use it because earlier you found this cool suppressor and you bought this red dot off the trader. Yeah, there, there's no reason for you not to use it yeah. because now it's, do I use a thing that I'm going to die with instantly or and get nothing? Yeah. Or do I sell it for a guaranteed price on the flea market or to a trader? Um, right now, the only reason why lots of money or having lots of money is a problem is because you can too easily buy the experience yeah. that you want. Yes. Um, or at least by very specific aspects of the experience. I want a gun that feels familiar, that does a lot of damage, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Whereas, think about it. Like, the reason why new players want a lot of money is so that they can buy the gear without worrying about the perceived felt loss of dying without using it or, or, or yeah, dying... Yeah. So instead, they 
they all the gear fear is like a big aspect of that and that they don't want to use the thing they don't want to lose it a lot of times they just will sell it on the flea because they'd rather have the money because they're not going to get their money's worth or whatever but like if you think about it finding the good shit and using using cool interesting fun stuff it's so much more of the it's so much more of the point of the game yeah than getting the money to be able to yeah. build a very specific like sanitized experience that yeah. is exactly what you want when n- new players are are if you're just as likely when you walk into this room that you have the key for to have a cool gun be on the wall yeah yeah you're if you're just as likely to be able to have that find use have whatever that gun um as anyone else well now you that's it's it's so different than it is now um yep which is like those people the more casual players I find at least in my experience from talking with them and, and my experience of being one when I was new to the game. Um, well, yeah, I mean, what, once again, a part of gear fear as a casual player is right now, if you do get a lucky Vogue on somebody or you do get a lucky snipe on a guy with like a meta mutant, right? You're like, this might be the only one I find the whole wipe. So there's that gear fear aspect. But if you found, like, if you kept this cool mutant, but then you found another one, and you found another one, you found, like, you know what I mean? You're, you're building these pathways in your brain, like, oh, maybe I should use this cool thing. Use the good stuff you have because it increases your chances of living, and if you die, you might actually find this thing again. But right now, it's like, unless you can guarantee yourself you're going to get to level 42, max level traders, and have the ability to buy this stuff, then you might not ever see that again. So, like, why use it? And going back to what you were saying about, like, that, like, when you're saying like that's the the Tarkov experience, you know what I mean? The Tarkov experience is so disproportionately on the weapon than the other stuff, than the helmet, than the armor, uh, than the backpack and stuff like that. Because that, like when you think about what the labs meta became when you were like, kind of towards the tail end of what you were playing, it was mutant, rat rig, shattered mask. It was spend as little on the armor as possible and just use the best gun, right? Because like when you're at that point or, or 308 MDR, when you're at that point when you're running up against 308 MDRs with M61, armor doesn't matter. Armor doesn't matter. You just want the ricochet chance on the shattered mask, right? And then you want to be, you know, saved from buckshot on a scav or a rip slug. So you get the class four armor. So it's like, it's so this this experience so disproportionately hinges on weapons and these are the things that we have in the the greatest quantity by the way right now slicks are really really hard to come by because you need three trooper armors four corduras six rip stops and the uh the quantity the amount of slicks you can get on a reset is so low that a slick sell that barter sells out on the reset in three seconds, so I can never get a slick. And yet, and yet today, I, I in one of my customs runs, I was like marking some tankers or something, doing literally nothing, didn't get in any fights with any players, and then on the way out was kind of like, nah, I think I'm just gonna stop at the on the road. There's that scav dead scav like leaning up, yeah, yeah, car, yeah, that like hard spawn, <laughs> and he had a slick, yeah, and it was like. 
oh god, people are gonna think I have an item radar because I yeah. literally walked to one container in the whole yeah. map, and there was a fucking. I'm like, well, but like, okay, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's slick. When when people have access to M61, it's like it does very little for you. Obviously, you're not always running in people with M61, but like the labs is an example. But the M61 and the gun that shoots the M61, I can get basically anytime I want. At any point during the reset, I can be like, oh, do I have enough M61? And I can control click and I, and I just, you know, buy it off the trader. So it's like when you think about the Tarkov experience and how much of it rests on the weapon and the ammo and then the weapons and the ammo at high tier trader are the most available compared to like armors and other stuff like that i run i run out of i can't buy triceps anymore you know what i mean but i can buy like a mutant or whatever so yeah i don't know i, I, I can i can already tell that if twitch chat is misunderstanding then uh the youtube comments yeah. are going to be even be misunderstanding even more um what when we say we want things to be more common, you know what people think? They think that they're gonna see yeah five times as many of that item now. But think think about think about what we're saying. Imagine just imagine a world where remove all the guns. I'm again, I'm not proposing this. This is a thought experiment for the sake of demonstration. Imagine that rather than having eighty percent of the guns that are in the game being purchasable on traders with a limit of two per person or three per person, which is literally like enough for anybody to pretty much run them all yeah. the time. Um, the ammo numbers are, the ammo limits are different. Yeah. Um, but, but think about now if, how many weapon spawns are there, let's say on customs, like not that many. Yeah. Like other than the fact that they, some of them can spawn in crates. Yeah. Think about like the static weapon spawns, like the one on the bed in Shoreline or the Kibble ones on the wall. Imagine if those kinds of things were more often, but the those builds were totally random, procedurally generated to where it could be a gun missing a stock and no handguard. Or it could be an RSAS with a light on it and then a bottom rail, but no foregrip and like an ACOG. Or it could be like the infinite number of things. And then, so think about it. Imagine there were a few of those spots on the map, a few static gun spots. What the fact that if, if we added four static gun spots to customs, how many guns are there in the game? Yeah. Yep. So now your chances of finding an R SAS <sighs> yeah. is one out of the number of guns in the game. What that means is it, it removing it from the traders. And from the flea, the people who were like the newbies who were never going to use an RSAS, they weren't going to buy it from the traders and build it because they don't have access to it. And the, But the chads will buy it and build it every time and, build, you know, whatever, because yeah. there's no limit and they have infinite money. But then imagine if there's one in every 50 raids or whatever it is, yeah. and you're going to come across an RSAS. And now it's like the RSAS becomes like simul. It's what I meant when I meant like more common, but more rare. Yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. it'll be an RSAS. Sometimes it'll be an HK. Sometimes it'll be an M1. Sometimes it'll be a fucking Vepper Hunter yeah. or whatever. But having a diversity of things. Yes, it's exactly. Spawn more often. It means that any individual person oh is able to find a, any individual yeah. person is able to find a cool gun and use it more often. But than, that cool gun than, than isn't they do now. repeatable. 
i.e. Exactly. the flea market, or i.e. the traders. Exactly. It's but that. everybody you kill is going to have a different gun. There's going to be more arsasses in the economy. Exactly. It, sorry, not in the economy, in raids. Yeah. Right now, the number of things in the economy is infinite, Yeah. but you see four things used in raid. Yeah. What I'm talking about flips that on its on totally on the ups. So that's what I'm that's what I mean when I say more common, but more rare. Um, I do. I, I am so rare. tracking with you, but I just, yeah, I know I understand how people misunderstand it because like in, in like using co- words like common, I want to make something more common. It's like, it's exactly what I was talking about earlier with optics right now. If I loot a, 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 a black weapon crate and it's like, I have a 20% chance to spawn a weapon, but right now I can only spawn 20 weapons, Ketters, stock AKs, SKSs. If we add 20 more weapons onto that and then bump the spawn chance of weapons in crates by 5 or 10%, that that makes our sasses infinitely more common, but not farmable. Not like you're going to find our sasses all the time. It's exactly that. It means guns are more common. The amount of guns are more common. The builds on those guns are more varied. And it means that like, Exactly. You might, you'll, it means that ultimately you run stuff based on what you have, not just what you want at any minute. I just want to run yeah. this so I can run this. It's like, I want to run an MP7, but I don't have any more. All right. Like, I, so I'll run this and hope I find an MP7 today. And somebody earlier was like, so somebody earlier in the chat was like, uh, well, then people will just rat run to spots that spawn guns. And I'm like, how is that worse than being able to buy any gun you want at any moment without having to play the game? How is that worse? How is it worse going into raid with a lower tier kit because you don't have high tier kits and going to try and find kits? That's called replayability. Yeah, going to (laughs) oh, you have to go find a gun, loot it in raid and extract with it. How dare them? That's called fixing the solution that's called the solution to why wipes feel stale 10 10 minutes in because you have everything you want you can buy anything you want at any time and you have no reason to go in and play raid except to stomp nerds you know what i mean but if you're limited in what you have but you want other things that's video games right there that's good video games i am limited on what i have but unlimited in what i want why do you think people spent seven hundred thousand hours playing wow not because they already had all the raid gear because they were trying to min max the raid gear and get better stuff yeah no i mean oh wait wait uh, wait but rmt you're right we shouldn't no we shouldn't do anything to the game we should actually everybody should be credited four billion rubles every month because rmt man dot 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 yeah i don't oh god that's a whole other candle bottle of wax whatever the fucking phrase is i don't know dude i don't even want to get into rmt right now um but but yeah i mean like historically one of the most annoying people are talking about oh people are just gonna rat run you know hatchet run to the gun spawns it's like that's an infinitely better world infinitely than than it used to be which is they would hatchet run for the bitcoin spawn put it in their protector case and disconnect it's like at least now the guy who who would normally run in with nothing and grab a thing now he's at least gonna have a gun and i can shoot him and take it you know like um yeah, one of the, the last things I wanted to mention on that is, so I have done, I don't know how many raids, and I won't be able to launch the game before I'm done finishing this sentence so that I'm not going to come up with a number for how many raids I've done this wipe so far. 
as but if uh, I were I to make a guess, 14, if I were to if make I had a conjectured, a high, you know, an educated guess based on the amount of times you've played the game, this wipe, and you know, you took some time off, you're playing things like Dragmania. So if you were going to guess how many raids, it would be, you know, what do you think? Well, it's exactly like just continuing what you were going to say, like totally vibing. You you absolutely understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. Um, as if I was loading profile data. <laughs> Uh, and it was about to pop up. In my experience so far at level 14... This many wipes in. I, so after after you've played this many wipes, and then you have kind of know how much you've played each wipe and broken down like, an, a, like a raid per wipe average. It was 51 raids is the number of raids I've played. Yeah, yes, okay, I don't, okay. I don't, dude, just let me fucking... I'm, I'm trying to get a, a word sorry, in here, I'm and sorry. you won't let me... <laughs> 51, 51 raids. How many of those raids... Do you think I had um, a magnified optic? <laughs> I I don't know, man. Three raids, and there were three of the best raids I had. Yeah, for sure. I went I went in and I built. Um, and you know why? I found a Valde in a weapon crate on customs. Got to take it out, and I went and bought a Vepper. Bought the top rail. Um, the only reason why I bought the Vepper is because all of the Vepers I have have 11% durability. Yep. So uh, the half of the guns in the game are just unusable. So why would I spend money on mods modding a gun that's just going to go click? Yep. You know. Um, but that's a different solution <sighs> and not and not and, and not a reason for this problem. But basically, I went in, tossed a grip, um, and put a rail on top, and then put the valve in. It was like now those raids I felt instantly i could compete so first of all this it touches on what we've talked about with the rarity of optics for one um which would again affect all combat right like if you are the person if one out of every 10 people has a a a valde or a voodoo or whatever then that means that nine of the people that you have fights against are going to be equivalent in terms of like their ability to see at whatever range. Right. Yeah. Um, but if nine people have a fucking Valde, then it's like impossible for the one guy who's level three, 1 million um, percent with, with iron sights or with a shitty MRS on a, on the front rail so that it's bouncing all around and you can't line up shit. Um, yep. when you have no strength and no stamina yep. and gu- your gun handling skills or whatever. Um, so like the, the game is better. There's imagine two raids with 10 people in it. One of them, nine have Valdez. The other one, one has a Valde. I'll take the one with one has a Valde all day because, because for that one, it's sick and exciting. Yep. And for the other nine, it doesn't feel like dog shit. Yep. And when they kill the one, they got it and they're excited. Yep. So it's it's overall like the the global happiness goes up because you still have in every raid there's a valde you know either on one or two PMCs or lootable um, rather than every raid everybody has it so yeah I was like super stoked to find it and then you know dying it was almost like okay well oh wait I am level fifteen pog. I just got level 15, took 51 reigns. Yeah, okay, well, shit. Well, now, now I can just buy my way through everything. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I just totally got sidetracked by the fact that, like, oh, now my... <coughs> no, I now, mean... Now the Tarkov experience I was just describing, that that is, in a way, the experience for me 
it like simultaneously is better, but then also is worse. If everybody was in the situation I'm in, yeah, which is we only have one Valde at our disposal every two days or whatever, yeah, then the game is infinitely better. Um, yeah, and I, dude, yeah, I, I just want to focus one more time on the whole on the fact that when we say there's four item spawns and and uh, you make an RSAS decently likely to spawn there just as much as every other gun then you're not making it so that every other gun is the RSAS. Yep. It, it literally has the opposite effect of what I think a lot of people would instantly yeah. assume because yeah. because it could be a Vepper or an RSAS or an SKS, and it could be heavily modded, not modded, barely modded, unfinished, undone, unbuilt, like, whatever. Yep. Um, there's always a chance for something cool, whereas now it's there's there's no chance of fucking anything cool unless you survive uh, the fight against the one guy that had the thing that he always has every yeah. raid. Yeah, seriously. For sure. And, uh, yeah, exactly. More common, yeah, doesn't mean it's the only thing you find all the time. And variety is the spice of life. And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but this is my podcast. So I'm allowed to say stuff when I want. And then... Uh, well, the, I'm talking to Chad. It's our podcast. And then change the subject. Yeah, and then change the subject. But related to RMT, why do people buy stuff with real money? They buy stuff because they don't feel like they can get it in raid, or or don't can cannot put the time in to get it, and they think everybody else has it, and that puts them at a disadvantage. If you make that gear harder for the people that play all the time to get all the time, and easier for the people that play less to get because right now you literally find zero arsasses and weapon crates over the course of a wipe but now you might find five that's not all that's not every other gun is an arsass but it's more arsasses so if it means that you might actually find an m4 that's decently kitted and the guys at the top can't just buy them every time they want one wouldn't that mean there'd be a little bit, at least a little bit less incentive to RMT. It's like you said when you said compression. It brings the yes. for people of it. You won't get it unless you already get Music, it. So yeah, I guess there's no. Um, but like it brings the 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 bottom of the range up and the top of the range down. Yeah. So here's the thing. Again, when we, I think maybe me us whatever focusing on like RSAS for example might be part of what would confuse people because yeah. we're not saying that the RSAS should spawn here what we're saying is that any gun can spawn here any gun so that so that means you are much more likely you might not find the RSAS every time yeah but it, again it could be an HK either way if you're the newbie you are excited that there's a good gun yeah a good that there gun. is a that there is a good gun there X percent of the time um yeah, it's it's not any individual item. It's just make make everything, which also oh, exactly. God. So it makes it a little bit harder for the chads, a little bit easier for the casuals, which is something I feel like everybody. I feel like I feel like if we started this conversation by saying, "Is what if we proposed something that made it a little bit harder for the chads and a little bit easier for everybody else?" Everyone would have been like, "Hell yeah!" You know what I mean? And then this is it. And there's I understand it's confusing. And additionally, for the chads. For the chads, doesn't the, the compression analogy also mean 
that the skill gap widens a little bit, that means that you have to be more, a little bit more reliant on your skill, your ability to maneuver through the maps and aim, as opposed to if you're in a raid with 20 level threes and a voodoo, <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you're in a raid with 10 level threes, four of them have voodoos and you don't, that means, you know what I mean? It, it kind of, it like, the gear squishes, the skill gap widens a little bit, and it just feels like it answers a lot of the problems that people... Yeah, and one of those things being the staleness of everything. When was the last time you saw a gun with an ACOG on it? Yes. I find I've seen a, a guns with ACOGs on them unironically like twice yeah. because nobody's going to find the ACOG and the mount and then keep them both yeah. and then use them. The You're last gonna, like, time I them. did, I killed them and I was like talking about, I was like, oh, you never see ACOGs. They came into chat and they're like, oh, yeah, we were using meme guns. And I was like, damn it, yeah. this is a meme gun. I wish it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but imagine if. You know, if I like I said, you know, twenty percent of the players had an optic, but now the optic it wasn't the same two optics. It exactly, was, it was one of fifteen different optics. Yep, it was a voodoo or a hammer or an Elcan, the Elcan or you know all of these different things that people rarely use now because they have access to whatever they want. They only they pick the quote unquote like best one. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Again, it just makes everything everything fucking better. Now, you're talking about RMT. Just like real quick, somebody sent me a DM. Um, well, there, there's two bits because there's a lot of people that were commenting um, with the sentiment of fuck anybody that fuck anybody that does RMT, ban them, get rid of them. They're scum. Mm -hmm. And the sentiment separately of if you play with a cheater, fuck it. You should get banned. You're scum. Mm -hmm. And here's my, maybe they'll be unpopular. I don't know. I think if people actually listen to the words I'm saying and not just assume what I'm saying, that, uh, that you know, yeah. they have any amount of intellectual honesty, they'll at least see where I'm coming from and, and yeah. be more likely to agree with me. Imagine... And again, this is this. I, I'm telling this story based off of somebody who sent me a DM exp, uh, explaining their friend, and, and I'm paraphrasing and changing a couple of the details. But a, a, a guy you worked with was like an older guy, you know, not really the ultimate gamer. He's like 60, yeah. you know, but the kind of guy that's like, oh, I like military stuff. I like whatever. I'm going to, you know, get the game, check it out, play a little bit, and you're way behind the curve. You're just trying to, yeah. you know figure your way out maybe a little clumsy with the mouse and keyboard or whatever right you're playing a little bit you're having fun you're having drinks with cigars with the boys while you're playing your computer games you come across at some point an ad for tarkov rubles on a website that looks perfectly legitimate and you go ahead and you buy some rubles because it's like no different than buying gems in a mobile yeah. game uh, the house so many games have <laughs> Yeah, literally trained us to spend money for things in the game. Yeah. You don't realize, again, you're not like a 20-year-old, 16-year-old TikTok enthusiast, internet yeah. expert. You're a, a, a cringy boomer, you know, like you don't know all the things. You go and buy a million rubles because you're like, yeah, I want to try out some of those cool guns. Yeah. Give them a try in this video game that I want to have fun. And oh, you're banned. edge case bro see people saying it's an edge case is exactly my point 
Yeah. It's exactly why the whole idea of all RMT years should be banned, no questions asked, get rid of the scum is fucking brain dead. And if anybody that says edge case bro is an idiot because you haven't used your brains at all yeah. to try to empathize with another human human being. Yeah. Um I mean, it's really like, really what what I I what would be an infinitely better world is give them a warning in game and send it to their email. Yeah. Delete the items that that you think they RMT'd. Now, I'm not even going to get into how they know you did or not. Yeah. That's a totally different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll also talk about that in a second. Um, if they did that, gave you a warning, especially if it was one that they emailed to you and showed you in-game and said, buying items is against our game's yeah. terms of service yeah. because no one reads the TOS. And if you're one of those people that said, read the TOS, what do you expect? You're fucking yeah. you're completely yeah. bullshit. The most hypocritical fucking clown I've ever heard because I promise you, you haven't read any TOS in your goddamn life. Yep. Then now, I'd be okay with them banning people Yeah. as long as they gave them a reasonable warning because it's one of those things like there I think are... that makes sense. So what what you don't want, uh, imagine if I was like, oh, you know, 1% of the time people will get sent to the death penalty. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's an edge case, so maybe you shouldn't be opposed to the death penalty and, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, and it's even not even part of why penalty, I'm opposed man. to it. How many DMs have you gotten being like, oh, my God, my account got banned. I swear to God, I'm not cheating. I was a missing like. Like, hear the agony on someone, how frustrated it would be. Like, it's it's edge case, bro, until you didn't realize one of your homies was cheating. And they implement that thing where, like, if you play with cheaters, you get banned. Too. Like, remember we were talking about that last week? That was my next, yeah. that was my next it's point like, that I was going to get into. edge case, bro, until you didn't realize your homie was cheating. It's edge case, bro, until you didn't realize, like, this happened. And then you get banned, and then you end up DMing a million people saying, oh, my God, please unban me. You know what I mean? It's like advocating for, like the best possible scenario isn't isn't doesn't necessarily mean you're ignoring the realities of the situation and it doesn't mean you're advocating for nothing to be done you know what i mean it's like it's just like and and the thing is is that you literally just did a you just put a a, a solution right there where like if they want to do that like you ban anybody that buys rmt you know give them uh, a warning you know what i mean cuz then it's like you know, you know, the way I live my life is like, I want to have the most defensible position that I can, right? Like I want to, I want to let, like, this is how I deal with banning people in my chat. I want to make sure that they have buried themselves and then they get banned, right? So it's like, and such an easy way to do that is through a timeout. Somebody comes in and says some super stupid, we time him out. And I go, don't say that again. They come in and they say it again. And then they go, my freedom of speech. I'm like, no, 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 you're stupid. You fell into my trap. You're not banned for what you said. You're banned because you can't, you're not listening. You're, you're, you're 11. Now we've, we've removed it. We've separated from the original thing. And you can't say that you got banned for doing that. You got banned because you're stupid and you can't listen. And now that's an incredibly defensible position for me. And if you apply that same logic where it's like, if you give the warning before you ban somebody, it doesn't really hurt because if they do it, addresses it, the edge case. They're, they're, it addresses the edge case, and the someone that does it, they're going to do it again. They're going to get banned. But now you're in so much more of a defensible position when you ban the player, and it helps potentially remove some of the edge cases from that happening. And it's yeah, like exactly, yeah, exactly. So it's funny that the guy, you know, and the best part is, is that because he was being a, a rude dickhead to me. Uh, and I just don't feel like putting up with it because I'm not a substitute teacher. I banned him from my chat. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he read my my TOS. 
Yeah, did he read your your chat rules? Your TLA? I wonder if he's. I wonder if he's going to be mad that he feels like he got unfairly banned for maybe something that I don't know. Maybe wasn't clear to him. Or <laughs> I wonder if the. I wonder if the irony is going to set in that. Uh, I, I I genuinely wonder. Mm. It's always the people that say bro. Yeah. To someone probably twice their age. Yeah. Um. Fucking hell. Okay. So, and, and again, I'm not necessarily like this. Is me giving an example. Uh. An example of one particular edge case. Another one, and this is something that um, I'm not going to get into today. Maybe next week. We'll see. Give a temp ban for indirect cheating. Not a bad idea. God almighty. Anyway. Anyways. Um, was the fact that. Oh, God, I shouldn't say anything. Listen, let, let me let me let me just put it this way. I'll put it this way, and maybe I'll get into it next week. Okay. The people always that that are like fuck, you know, the people who play with cheaters, like no mercy, get rid of all of them. Are those people only ever solo players? Because mm. what I want to know is how you know. How you know that your friends, your coworkers, your fucking brother, your cousin, whoever it is you play with, how do you know? What are you able to do? Maybe they're people you met on Discord. Maybe they're people yeah. you met in, in my Twitch chat. How do you know they're not cheating? What you're doing is you're basically making it so that anytime anybody squads up with anybody, that you're risking your $150 potentially account. Yeah. Whether you know it or not. So the whole idea of playing with cheaters is unforgivable. It, first of all, it assumes you know. It assumes you yeah. could know. It assumes you can trust fucking anybody. Yeah. Like, what standard of evidence would you need to be confident <laughs> yeah. to, to to bet me, you know, a fucking week's paycheck for some of these kids who were in junior high school, yep. a month's paycheck, you know, to buy EOD or whatever if they're making $8 an hour and they work weekends only or, or whatever. Yep. So yeah, no. people just need to... to and then when I bring this stuff up, they completely miss the point of the discussion, which is yes. that I, I'm bringing up the fact that that because there are edge cases, having this draconian it need, all cheaters, all anybody who play, plays with cheaters, anybody who plays RMT, they're all banned. Fuck them, yeah. get rid of them instantly. Well, then that's all well and good until you're the one who happens to be that edge case. Yeah, no one ever thinks it could be them. No one assumes that. Oh, I, you got to play with people you trust, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's it's unreal. When 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 you find out that uh people who were sherpas, official fucking Tarkov sherpas yeah. were cheating. Do you want all of the people who went to Tarkov's official Sherpa Discord to get sherpaed by people who have icons next to their name and then they get banned? No exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody Oof. who doesn't see a problem with that, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, please stay away from my children that I don't have, because and, and stay a, a thousand feet away from any school bus, any <laughs> any firearm store. Like Dude. I'm concerned. And to the to the point that you made at the very beginning, it's like the stat the status of gaming culture is very much so that the expectation is that I can put real money into this game for more X. For more X, yeah. Y, or Z. That is very much so the standard in the expectation. It's not even just Bejeweled, the mobile game, or Raid Shadow Legends anymore. 
It's almost every AAA game is a game as a service, and there is a legitimate way to pour money into the game. Now, I'm not saying that that that, that means it's still an edge case. I'm not saying that, oh, well, almost everybody that RMTs just thought it was legit. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you can't bring yourself as a human being to understand that and maybe empathize with a small amount of people that might get got by these websites that look super legit, I get DMs every week that there are really good looking ads under my videos. They target my videos. They target your videos. They target Pestily's videos and they run ads for buying rubles and stuff like that with official assets and stuff like that. It's whack-a-mole. They can't take these guys down faster than they can pop up. You're saying that there's like no universe where, once again, what Veritas was originally advocating for wasn't we never banned them. It was that we warned them before we banned them. Like if you can actually say that with the state of gaming, how legit these ads look and Veritas' solution of warning them before we ban them, if you if you actually think that that would be the end of the world, dude, you are out of your mind. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And we've got other folks, like uh, again, I'm, I'm going through the, the comments of the last video because I was trying to find one in particular, but people in chat are saying like, anybody disagrees with you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 the fact that uh, and and don't get people get confused when i point out like one or two or three comments as if i'm like focusing or it's upsetting me yeah. no I'm, I'm i'm pointing it out because they're not the only one yeah there it's just an example of one something we found. that is much more common than you think where people say you know playing with cheaters is just as bad get rid of them yeah and they don't see that as being completely in disagreement with any rationality like it's completely at odds with just like yeah. reasonable logical fucking but you know <laughs> then we get comments that are like i can't believe these guys are mad at bsg for banning people yeah like, wow yeah, yeah, how yeah, i was yeah. upset exactly. about the whole not possible couldn't possibly know that someone was doing an rmt it's like yeah you have to that's be their takeaway you have to be the far left or far mad. right you know what i mean and so if you don't agree with me that means you're far on the other team um, so yeah, I also got, uh, one more message I got from, from somebody. Um, and this is the best part too. And this, what I'm about to say will for anybody who could ever possibly potentially be in the market for, uh, for RMT, uh, this might actually be more helpful than a lot of other shit that people say, uh, in fighting against it had a few a couple messages actually from people telling me similar stories which was uh you know it's always a friend of a friend or whatever yeah they would go to a website and and these are people who didn't even necessarily like I'm not even saying they didn't know it was against TOS or that it was frowned upon or whatever yeah. like they probably knew in in this scenario and they and they're idiots but um but it's just the idea that you look on the fucking webpage uh, and I'm not going to give specifics. I'm not trying to advertise anything, but it's like you get money, a bunch of money, you know, millions of rubles for next to no money. It's super, super cheap, affordable, and they can do it in 10 minutes. And what they do is they log into your account. Uh, you get like a temporary password and they log into the account or this is one of the ways. And again, all of the comments and reviews and all this stuff saying, you know, never don't have to worry about getting banned. It's super safe. It's super legit. Yeah. They all tell you that. And then he logs into his account. He finds out he's banned uh, like two days later um, 
for using cheats and now he's mad because I never cheated. I never used cheats. Yeah. You had a guy log into your account that yeah. was using cheats. So and then he's like, oh, but I also wasn't hardware ID band. Yeah, well, because it wasn't your fucking hardware, yeah. you know, that was cheating yeah. at the time. And he's using a hardware ID spoofer. But it's just the idea that, like, trust me, no matter how many times they they can prove to you, they can demonstrate, they can they can have 20 people all tell you how confidently they are that it's undetectable and that it's unbanned. And every single cheat was undetectable until it was detected. Yeah. Every, you know, like all these people are are essentially scamming you out of the money because this guy, first of all, got his account banned. So he lost the money, didn't get to spend any of the rubles he bought. Um, but uh but yeah, I mean, th there's just so many things combined here yeah. about like how these services are all fucking sketchy. What you're yep. essentially doing is you're essentially like, if you get ripped off in a drug deal, you're not going to go to the cops. Like, yep. So you, there's no recourse dealing with any of these companies for any of these transactions. Yep. Um, you're you're fucking not going to be getting any of your money back from any of these scumbags. You're probably going to get banned for it. Um, yep. So just don't be an idiot. And then if they actually like enforce things logically and fairly and reasonably and come up with decent <laughs> rules and they're open and you know, honest about all these things, well, then the people who actually deserve to get punished for things that should be punished for should get punished. And then there should be no chance of people who are not 100 percent certain or cheating can get punished because that to me is the worst possible world. Yeah. You know, do you, I, I uh, just picture it this way. Do you want to live in a world where if there's if there's a hundred murderers that that let's say you have a choice there's a hundred mur no okay wait l let me let me there's a hundred people in a weird. room okay this is getting weird yeah this but th these hypotheticals will hopefully make sense i'm winging it i haven't i don't know how i'm gonna end this yet but i'm working on it there you're in a room okay there's a okay. hundred people in the room Ten of you are murderers, okay. okay? But but you aren't. You're innocent. Okay. Do you want to live in a world where a they only catch five of the murderers, mm -hmm. but the other five can potentially get away with it, or would you rather live in a world where they catch eight of them? And kill 10 other people in the process. No, 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 Where they catch 10, but only eight of the 10 are actually murderers and two could possibly be, or two are innocent. Mm -hmm. But you could be one of the innocent. Which world would you rather live in? I would rather live in a world where they only get five. To me, that's less of a dystopian world than where they get eight, but two people get punished for, for murder that are innocent. Does that make sense? I see what you're saying. Yeah, you are. You're. You have the worst face. Like, no, you've got the face when I when my wife is trying to lie to me about <laughs> something, and she's like, "No, honey, yep, no, absolutely, honey, this is definitely what I wanted for Christmas, baby." Yeah, and I'm like, oh no, no, I didn't. It's it's definitely not what you wanted for Christmas. No, it? it it's just it's it's the it's the reality that like yeah that both suck. Which one just sucks less? You know what I mean? And that's the thing is that like everybody's attitude is like just fix cheaters. You know what I mean? Like there's an on off switch that just gets them all with 100 percent accuracy. And yeah, I I I agree with you.
it just sucks. It just sucks that those are the. It sucks that those are the only two worlds. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like when you put it like that so plainly, it's a reminder that those are probably the only two worlds, and it just sucks that those are the only two worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so there's that. Uh, <clears throat> All right. I tapped it back into Tarkov, so it's gonna be ten minutes before I can see anything except for a black screen. Did you see the? Call of Duty showcase or anything about that, or do you not care at all? Um, I saw there was like a tweet with a little teaser that was them talking about like their AI design kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me very much of the Splinter Cell Blacklist like dev talk yep. that I put in my AI video. Yep. Um, that was so that was really cool. I didn't see anything else. Yeah. On it yet. It was that it, or was there more? <laughs> no, yeah. So there was a whole. I think there was more. There was a whole lot more. So basically, of course, we're gonna get the people that are like COD, loyal, you know, just like Fortnite. But so basically, like the the, it's like it's like the Call of Duty extended universe. You know what I mean? At this point, they are like they are like single handedly trying to like take the entire FPS genre by storm. So they showed a lot about like their campaign, which looks really like sick. They're the past few campaigns they've done, especially like the 2019 Modern Warfare one, were like really was like really good, really cool, short but like really cinematic, really just like cool. And then they talked a lot about multiplayer and the different multiplayer modes that are coming. And then um, they talked about Warzone 2.0. So Warzone is like the biggest battle royale, I guess, in the world or at least up there. And they you know Warzone 2.0. And then they also talked about DMZ a little bit, which is their like extraction mode. They're like Tarkov mode. Um, and then they showed a like, you know, how like the thing that always sent like Battlefield apart it was like Battlefields where like it was like one giant map and like the teams were trying to like hold points. You know what I mean? That was like it, Battlefield was less about like 6v6. That was like Call of Duty and Battlefield were like these large scale, like get these points, push people to the other side. I don't know if you play much Battlefield, but then they showed off a mode like that. So, like, the, the basically, like, the Modern Warfare 2 is going to have, like, a campaign, a single-player campaign, uh, arena-style multiplayer, a big battle, battlefield-style game, the a BR, and a Tarkov mode, all in this game, which is nuts. Um, and so, obviously, the, the thing that, like, most of the Tarkov people are most interested in is the DMZ mode and bro. So they didn't give us a lot of information and we don't know about like the way that the way that geeks put it is like, what's the carrot at the end of the stick, right? Like we don't know what the loot is going to be. We don't know what's the reason I want to extract. Is it more like battle pass credits or is there like, you know, is there character progression? You know what I mean? We don't know what that is, but so perks, man, dead silence at 44. Have you ever, did you ever play Warzone, the, the big battle royale? Yeah, a few times. Less, like, single-digit yeah. number of times. But, like, you see, it's, like, a big map, right? Like, that's the, kind of the whole point of, like, the... the uh, um, Battle Royales. Is that, like... Do, do they tra- do they drop 100 or 150 people into those maps? I don't know. It's a lot. It's, like... So, those are big, those are big maps, right? So, this map, the Warzone 2 map, they show... So, they, so, right now, in Warzone, they drop 150. This map that they just showed is bigger. They said it's our biggest battle royale map yet. And the DMZ mode takes place in the entirety of the map. This might be the closest thing we get to open world Tarkov. I mean, that sounds like DayZ size island, right? Like it yes. would take you like an hour to get from end to end or whatever. Yeah. Walking. So think 
a, I mean, like think Tarkov style where you go in and they literally made it sound like you can extract whenever you want. They they said you can extract when you got. They said you can extract when you've accomplished your goal. So they kind of made it sound like you're going to be in there doing different missions that you're going to be doing different stuff. You can extract when you want and there's going to be tons of people. It's going to be a ginormous world. A huge thing that they are adding is AI that's going to be in this world. There's going to be bosses. There's going to be these things called strongholds, which are like um, encampments of like really hardcore AI. They showed off their AI in the nav mesh and how they move around and how they think. And I'll stick to this shoot with their machine guns through buildings or no? Yeah. And they said before in a previous thing that they were like leaking up to this event, they had said that they had been they had been doing internal tests with over 200 different AI on the map alive. So, like, once again, what's frustrating is that, like, I'm not trying to get the... It's, it's going to be nothing like Tarkov. It's going to be another thing exactly. where it's like the new Tarkov-like ammo that exactly. sounds exactly like it that wouldn't be it nothing could like be, it. It could be nothing like it. And that's what's frustrating is that we still don't have, we don't understand what is the carrot at the end of the stick? What is the yeah. details of the game? But what what I'm excited about is the fact that it's like... It has a, at least what we do have confirmed are things in the game that we want in Tarkov that we don't have. The question is, is the core gameplay similar enough to scratch that itch in a more casual setting or not? So as somebody who really has no opinion of Call of Duty, I have not played Call of Duty since me and my friends were plugging our Xboxes all in my buddy's room five, six years ago or one of the whatever the newest one came out. Since Tarkov, I have not played. I don't know about the gunplay. I don't know about the mechanics. I don't know about the monetization. I don't have an opinion. So I'm not going into it thinking this is going to be the best thing ever and it's going to completely take out Tarkov. But I'm not going into it assuming it's going to be terrible because it's Call of Duty. Just like everybody says everything Fortnite does sucks. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm just right there in the middle. We got information today that truly interested me. And... Call uh, the DMZ mode is is tied to Warzone and Warzone is free, so you don't have to buy it in order to get Warzone or the DMZ mode. Yeah, I mean, I I I am looking forward to seeing. I'm not, I'm not exactly. I'm not looking forward to the game. I'm looking forward. I'm to looking s- forward to seeing what it is. Exactly, um, and that's and, and, exactly yeah, where any, I'm at too. Anybody that rolls their eyes and says, "Oh, it's COD." It's just the epitome Blow of up. it's it's the epitome of people being afraid to speak for themselves. Yeah. To 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 have what do you a fucking want? unique What do you they want? want they, like you know what do you, you know wa- what they want? They want all of their friends to think exactly the same as them and everybody to like them. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, why they have to make fun of COD because that's what all their friends do and they all have the to laugh comments, at the same time. All the comments were like, This is a straight copy of Tarkov, or yeah, but it's COD and COD sucks. And I'm like, listen. <laughs> COD sucks. Tarkov sucks. It all sucks. Don't we want it all to be better? Don't we want good games? If you think COD sucks, A, 10 million people play it, so it can't suck that hard. B, do you want COD to be deleted? Like, should they? Should we send a tactical nuke to the Infinity Ward offices and just remove all trace? Or do we want COD to be better? Wouldn't it be interesting if just COD was better? No, I'm not saying... No, the, the part of this here that's frustrating is that, like, by you being, like, when somebody says, well, it's COD, so it's going to suck, and you go, not necessarily, and they go, oh, well, you're just a COD fanboy then. Like, I, like that was what was happening earlier. It was like, oh, so you just think it's going to be great. No, I don't think anything. I think 
it's not even a game yet. Like, we don't know what it is. We have no information on it. And so it's just like, it's just so stupid. Like, I just don't get it. Like, don't we want good games? And yes, now I'm not saying buy into marketing speak. I'm definitely not saying pre-order mo uh, Modern Warfare 2. I'm not saying spend your money. I'm saying like, just wait to have an opinion until you have details. Like, you think that the stupidest person in the room is the guy that's just excited about it because it's COD and he's going to spend his money on it. But when you decide... And, and, no, and I haven't seen a single one of those. I actually. haven't seen a single one of those. They're the people that everybody complains about that doesn't that exist. That don't exist. But you don't realize you're just as stupid by assigning the reverse value. You think yeah. somebody's dumb for saying it's going to be good when they don't know anything about it yet. So you say it's going to be stupid because I don't know anything about it yet. You don't understand that you're, you're literally, in my view, just as dumb. Just as dumb. It's, the only difference is that you exist and the caricature that you're arguing against doesn't, which does. is ironic. So just shut up. Wait. And, you know, if they did a huge gameplay reveal and showed everything and showed everything and somebody in my chat goes, I don't know, man, that doesn't look fun to me. I'd be like, I understand. You know what I mean? But, like, we literally have not, we have the name and what map it's yeah. going to use. And people are like, this is going to be terrible. And it's like. Yeah, no, it, 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 could, it could be a big, giant meh fest like every battlefield in yeah. cod that i've seen for a while yeah or it could be fucking amazing yeah but there's just no there's literally no reason to have to like pick this early one or the other or you know like it's just exactly it's it, a roll it, of the dice maybe it, 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 am i am i i'm asking myself this out loud honestly am i being hypocritical because whenever bsg no no i think i'm consistent because when people say like streets is going to be fucking amazing i'm like i don't know dude i don't really give a fuck yeah if it's amazing then it'll be amazing enough and i'll play it yeah. i'm not saying it's going to be trash i'm saying i wouldn't bet i wouldn't put money on exactly. it being amazing but that's because it, i wouldn't put money on a coin exactly flip. you wouldn't buy the streets dlc yet when it's not out yet you wouldn't literally put your money yeah. on it you're just saying let's just wait and see like you, you Especially at your point with uh, how much in Tarkov, it's just like, why even waste any more brain space? Let's just wait and see. And so I, I get, I get, and what I'm, what I'm not trying to say is like, I get both sides of the argument. You just don't have to run full sprint with blinders on to the edge of your own argument. If you're not excited about it because you haven't liked the past 11 Call of Duties, I actually understand if you're like, I don't think this is going to be very good. You lean that way because the history of it and the vice versa. These, these slight leans, I'm okay with, but that's not what happens in chat. People come in and they're like, this is dog nuts. It's going to be the worst game I've ever played in my life. And I'm like, why did you run to the edge of your own argument? You make yourself look so much stupider instead of just saying, I haven't been impressed with the recent Call of Duties. I'm not really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, oh God, it's because of the fuck. It. It's because it's, I, I get it. And it's because of the world we live in. Because if you step outside your front door or you turn on anything that broadcasts another human being's opinion, all you hear is one hand-drawn caricature. And we're on one side. People are saying that they would rather the mother die than have her be able to have an abortion. Yeah. And on the other end, you have, I support aborting two-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. those are the two. There's, there's Just literally that's what, yeah. that's all you hear. That's the discussion. You never. All the reasonable people are in the middle, looking around, like, what? 
the actual fuck yeah of every every topic everywhere all the time about everything it's true it's because and nobody literally nobody is capable of hearing something I don't know, like, I don't know if people have to either train themselves to do this or untrain something else that has been trained in them. But imagine if you just sit there and someone says an idea and you listen to the words they say and you think about it for a few minutes. Whoa. That's crazy talk. You don't think about what everybody else might think. You don't think about... What did my friends say? What did my favorite content creator tweet? What did my favorite politician say? What did my dad tell me? What did my pastor at my church tell me? What did my teachers tell me? And you just think, let me fucking use my brain and have the balls to think for myself and come up with my own conclusion. Interesting. I think I'll just regurgitate the most recent tweet from my favorite podcaster listen nobody will ever write bad reddit posts about you if you do that damn if 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 you never think for yourself then you always have uh you always have an infinite source of uh of friends no matter what <laughs> and you know what's also great is i think that they all that if you're a part of the, that club that you get a discount on bulk pitchforks and torches uh at your local sam's club it, uh, it's like the mob mentality membership, the MMM, the, the, the triple M, the triple M deal. The mob Whereas mentality it, membership. if you just throw away all critical thinking and all uh, intellectual honesty and you, and, and, you know, and the actual respect and desire for what's fucking true in our universe. And you just take what certain people or groups say at face value and don't think about it at all for yourself, then there's so many perks, dude. So many perks. Yep. Oh, but it, it also works at Costco, yeah, if there's no Sam's Club in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Um. Okay, we can cross off Wood Slander because it's a dog shit map. We can cross off... Um, no, I'm just kidding. Woods is fine. I just thought it was funny when someone was asking yeah. me if you had to de- if you had to delete any map what would you delete? And I was trying Reserve. to figure out what, and, I, and all I was thinking about was like, when I think map, I think about like, Oh, okay. Imagine you think of like, you, did you ever see me make tracks in track mania? Like while you it's were like building a, them? Yeah. It's like yeah. a stadium with like a big rectangle and it's just grass and you push yeah. it down and it's like deleting the map. You end up with a big grass patch. And I'm like, well, that kind of is wood. Like, there's not, there's, there's nothing to delete there. It's just literally the empty space before you put shit on it. Uh, of course, I'm being yeah, facetious. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, now, this is something I don't know if we talked about, uh, but it was an idea that came to me um, a few weeks back. And while I was having like a rant about like the movement and everything, um, and actually, what I was going to say was I was playing Tarkov today, and today I've had a great day playing Tarkov, and I've had no other than other than one, I think, cheater. Mm. Um, and the game has felt fine. There wasn't any real super shitty yeah. experiences. Um, 
haven't really seen any geared, really geared people except uh, one raid mm. where all I had was PSO, 9 mil, and... Uh, Everyone had an Alton. And a dude had an Alton in Factory, yeah. The, the only Alton I've seen, and I tapped the guy seven times in the face, and I guarantee he was just, like, got bit by a mosquito, you know? Yep. Um, but so this uh, the idea that I had was about stamina. Now, imagine conceptually, I just got confused by my bigger, longer uncut, the movie gone sexual. Let me delete that. Confused me. I added a meme onto the end of my notes. It was oh. like stamina idea of... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um... Imagine if your stamina bar. I guess doesn't need to be bigger. You just fill it with more points, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, but, yeah. but imagine if. If it went down much, 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 much slower. But it basically didn't. Um, like didn't regen. quickly at all mm. or maybe it would regen like it does now to like the first five ten percent or whatever and then after that it kind of it was it would almost be like when you repair a limb you can get it back to full but full is smaller like it's less oh, maximum. yeah 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 because think about it think about how annoying it is that you jog for like a minute and now you are unable to run yeah. And then you jog for a minute and you're unable <laughs> to run. It's yeah. such an annoying and not and not realistic yeah. and not immersive and not fun. And it's it's just it's bad. It's like arbitrarily bad. Whereas um yeah, it's sitting down and resting. Like if you were sitting there and you weren't moving, then the maximum of the bar would grow. Oh, uh, interesting. So resting was actually resting. But you could run for you should be able to jog for ten minutes. Yeah. It shouldn't be a full sprint, but like jog for fucking 10, 15, 20 minutes if you need to or whatever. But then if you do that, you're gonna have to rest before you can jog for more than fifteen seconds or yeah. something, right? Like that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it'd be better. Everything would just be infinitely better it's an interesting point that like yeah the current system everybody you know defends as realistic but like if you've got 40 kilos of loot on you and i run until i am physically unable to run i'm heavy breathing i never stop moving i just walk for 30 seconds and now i am at the point where i can run that exact same distance again it's you know what I mean? You never ran. Exactly. I can, after running as far as I possibly can, not stopping, but actually walking, continuing Come to, to the move. human limit. Yeah, yeah. Continuing to move for another 30 seconds, I am then able to resume my running for exactly my human being maximum an additional time. When you put it that way, you're like, that is actually ridiculously unrealistic. Um, so that's a really interesting thought experiment of like, playing with like multiple modes of it where like the stamina bar goes down, but then also your max stamina goes down walking, you know, like walking while underweight means you can regain your stamina a little bit, but you're that, but the bar is smaller now. So then if you want the bar to get bigger, you have to find a place to actually rest for a little bit. And like, that is a really interesting, like, I, you know, I, 
I haven't, you know, I haven't thought about all the implications of that and like fights and stuff like that. But that's a really interesting way to put it where you're going to have you're going to be at your maximum stamina at the beginning of the raid. Right. You just infilled. You're at your maximum strength. You know what I mean? And so and so as the decisions you make pan out, you might need to go rest for a little bit and regain some of that strength. Maybe there's food and water items that increase that bar because those food and water items require you to not be doing anything else, right? Like you're in a very vulnerable spot when you're eating. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like a seven or eight second animation. So that's a really interesting, a really interesting idea. I, 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 it just, yeah, it just makes a lot more sense in that. And, and what it does is it solves the problem of when you're out of energy, yeah. Literally think about conceptually what that would mean in real life. <laughs> you are you you literally cannot someone's shooting at you. There's Jason's behind you with the knife, slow walking towards you, and you are unable to jog. You know how fucking tired you would need to be? Yeah. Incredible. Like the more the tired exhausted, yeah. Than waiting 30 seconds and then being able to full sprint again. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just ridiculous. Like, so this solves that problem. Is that like, don't push yourself to the maximum for an hour straight, right? You're going to be exhausted and probably pass out. I don't know why everybody's bringing up weight. Like, weight is completely irrelevant to this conversation. All weight should do is make the numbers more or make the numbers less. It doesn't change anything conceptually. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like right right now, what people are saying is that effectively you can what you can do is is bicep curl the maximum you can bicep curl one curl for wait four seconds and then do it again and then and then do it again once and then wait four seconds and do it again once forever. Sorry, there's going to be a point where you can't lift your fucking arm. And if you disagree. Go try then you've it. Never, you've never been to the fucking gym. Go try it. And, yeah. lo- and look at my arms. Clearly, I'm a fucking expert. Um, yeah, exactly. Weight would scale just virtually identical to how it does now. The heavier you are, the faster that stamina bar would go down and the faster the max stamina would burn as well. It would just, you would find a way of scale that felt appropriate for the weight that you had. But the, yeah, weight, the point weight, is weight the, concept, the, concept. the concept. Exactly. The point is the concept. Yeah. So. But the only the reason why they don't do that, again, we're talking about we're talking about issues being bound by other issues being bound by other issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is because all of the value in raids used to be in two rooms, and yeah, so that people would spawn and the spawns are uneven, so people would spawn, hold Shift W, and get to the room with the thing, and then if you didn't win the foot race, then you lost the chance at winning the Bitcoin that might have spawned in the room. Mm-hmm. So you make it there one out of 10 raids and the, the bit or the let spawns there one out of 10 raids. It's going to, you're going to hundred raids before you get that fucking let yep. So instead people just shift. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to nerf the stamina to make it, you know, to make it so that you can't just full sprint over and over and over again. It's like, well, then you end up with a scenario where you're being shot at. You've, you've literally, you were as fresh as you could possibly be. You carb loaded last night. You got a good night's sleep. You you know you woke up this morning. You had a nice fucking clean salad and a protein shake yep. and some pre work or whatever the fuck. And you jog for thirty seconds. 
And now you are you are so tired that if someone was shooting at you, you there's you couldn't possibly go Move. faster than a, the slowest possible walk. Yep. Yep. And again, this is just an, uh, this is one of those ideas where because it's realistic isn't the reason why it's good. It's good because it's good. It also happens to be realistic, exactly. which is a bonus. And the, the realism argument, realism. the realism argument is almost never a reason why our ideas are good. Our real, the realism is to bring up because the most common excuse for why our ideas are bad is because they're not realistic. Like yeah, that's for, the thing. For, like for we why... brought up realism because every time on this podcast, we brought up stamina for the past two years Anytime when I'm like, I hate the stamina system, somebody goes, you try and carry 63 kilograms. Like they, that's You try what, and run when you get shot in your yeah. thigh with a fragmenting bullet. I don't care. I'm just okay, saying, try that. if you like the way Tarkov is right now and you say you care, you're just lying to yourself. That's the point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Tower just said in chat, the guys who had to run out of Fallujah after Blackhawk down went off clearly stopped sprinting, jogging every 100 meters. Yeah. No matter how much weight they had. You know or not even mean? 100 meters, 25 meters. Yeah. Unless they had I can't, I can't cross a fucking, I can't cross a road. Like, literally, if you are, when you come up the hill from the, the spawn where you, over by, like, the, the campfire, if you, like, jog up the hill, you're out of stamina, like, three quarters of the way across the road. Yeah. Unless. Like, give me a fucking break. Unless you're level 15 and you can buy a SJ6 and a 3BTG. And you can run from one side of shoreline to the other and still have a quarter of a bar of stamina left. Or the mule, dude. You know, people say people people get so butthurt about realism. They're standing there and they're they're being crushed under the burden of what's in their backpack. And they go, I'm strong. And now they can run. Yeah. <laughs> and they're and they're like, no, 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 don't change stamina. It's realistic. Yeah, they they must whatever's in the mule, it must be they must. You know what they do? They must. This this has to be how they harvest it. They have to put like babies underneath, like a car rolls over onto a baby, and they put the mother next to it. You know how the moms oh, get like yeah, crazy, yeah. save their kid strength, and then at that very moment they go and they suck they out whatever's going through their veins, like adrenaline filled blood or whatever. Yep, yep. That might be the adrenochrome that everybody's talking that. about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, using a tesseract, and then that's how you get the mule stem. Yeah. Yeah. Does the baby die? Then no, no. The, the 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 part is, they they made like a lifelike replica of the baby. Yeah. They faked the mom out. Yeah. It, right. It's totally unethical the way they harvest it, but at least no babies. But no were babies harmed were harmed, or even in danger in the process. Really. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, technically, the the guy who is babysitting all of the fucking uh, all of the babies that are in like daycare. Yeah. Um, he's got a sketchy past, but you know. Nothing felonious, so we weren't allowed to <laughs> not hire him. This really went off the rails quick. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, uh, <laughs> to, oh, never mind. Uh, God damn it. What should today's secret word be based on the conversations we've had? Didn't I say something about like tentacled horses or something earlier? I forget. Although I realize that's like maybe you thought I, about it. I just said someone's code word, if you know what I mean, and that's some uh, tickled someone's scratched someone's itch. I'm, we're not kink shaming here oh, on the yeah. kink cast. Yeah, on the kink cast, but uh, um, yeah, mom veins is that like mom jeans? 
Edge uh, case. Edge case. That's a good one. Edge case. I'm ed- I'm edging. No. Whoa. That's not, that's not it. Holy shit. Oh, never mind. We started a little late. I was gonna say this wasn't like yeah. three hours. No, this no. was this was two hours and ten minutes, and we started a little late. <sighs> Imagine if I was still trying to extend that sentence out to pull out my stats. That would be this hilarious. whole this whole so you know what minutes. The, no all hundred and whatever episodes of this podcast has all been one elaborate expanded. I was just waiting for Tarkov to load the fucking menus. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys for hanging with us. That was another good one. Type edge case and either one of our chats if you made it this far or mm-hmm. comment it down below. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for hanging. Dude, this one another good one. Good, good conversation. I feel like you and me were like vibing and then just fighting off the perception of what we were talking about the whole time. You know what I mean? Like I was with you the whole time on. Oh yeah, I was. I was fighting with my brain's shitty ability. I feel foggy as fuck today, dude. I'm I don't know what the deal again, is again, bro. I don't know what the deal is. My brain. I keep trying to like explain stuff, and then while I'm talking, it's like I'm outside of my body watching me talk, thinking. At the same time, don't say that. First, first of all, dog, you forgot what you were saying, so I don't know where this is going to go. I guess we'll all see where this is going to go. And two, you are now becoming vis- visibly—it's becoming visibly obvious that this is the case that you've forgotten what you were saying, and now you're just talking, hoping that maybe yeah. you're going to. And then I'm, and then I'm panicking, which makes me even more distracted. And then I go quiet for a little bit, and then Jesse tries his best to like sweep up the crumbles back home yeah. land the plane yeah yeah but all in all solid episode thank you guys for hanging um <clears throat> I'm at, i played tarkov before and i'm gonna continue to play tarkov after an episode wow. of the podcast for the first time in a that's long been, time that's been a long time that's been a long time but mm. uh level 15 enjoy the flea market that's wonderful Oh, well, never mind. Now you just convinced me that there's no reason to fucking play the game anymore. All right. Uh, have fun playing Trackmania. <laughs> um, chess, chess, chess. Chess, that's right. That's right. Anyways, thank you guys so much for hanging. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for being a part of the, the podcast, fam. The support's been crazy. Uh, as per usual, this will be live on all the podcast channels next week. I forgot to post the podcast on the Spotify last week. I posted on YouTube in the right day. But then I missed the day. I'm sorry. Everybody came in and was like, oh, do you know why yeah. it's not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Hit Jesse up. Oh, yeah. Go talk to Jesse. Punish him. But uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate you being here. And we'll definitely see you all on the next one. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire.
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.